I'm going to tell you a quick story. Street performers tell great stories. I remember seeing you sweat. Be they comic or tragic, they're always entertaining. Oh my god, what a good one. This is a Stories from the Pitch short. Welcome to Stories from the Pitch, a growing oral history about street performing and some of the crazy characters who populate this world. This episode proudly sponsored by Ideality.com. Fame. Though many street performers have the swagger of rock stars, very few from our tribe ever attain real celebrity status, and if they do, it usually means leaving the streets and moving into completely different venues. But what happens when someone starts on the streets, attains real fame, then decides to return to the streets on a lark? In 2001, Eddie Izzard teamed up with John Feely, Alex Dandridge, Vince Henderson, and Sophia Aldred at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival to the delight of spectators who got to watch these shows. From street performer to star of stage and screen, Eddie's signature had become an autograph, and one that fringe-goers were willing to bid on, as you'll hear in a story we've entitled, Going, Going, Gone. I would like to go back to the original story you were talking about when you hooked up with Eddie Izzard. What year was this? This was 2001. So by this point, Eddie Izzard's name is huge. Oh, very famous. He'd done movies and he was, as they say, a star. So it was a bit of a coup to be working with him on the street in Edinburgh, wasn't it? But no, but it didn't feel like a coup to me because, you know, I'd known him since he arrived in Covent Garden and was a not very good street performer. And I saw the very first stand-up show he ever did. When I say show, I mean six minutes of material. You know, he did a stand-up course in a community centre in London with about 10 other people. And the end of their little course, they had to do a, a performance. Everybody did a few minutes. And I went, so I've seen him from... From nothing. Yeah, so it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm working with a famous person, because it's not, you know, it's not. And that was the point of the whole autograph um, signature thing. So how did that pan out? I said, can I just try something? And it was just an improvisation. And I explained to the audience that, you know, I've known him a long time, and I know for you he's a famous person, but for me he's not a famous person. He's somebody I've known for a long, long time, and I'm aware that he now has fame. But it's an intangible thing. It doesn't feel like anything to me because it's the same person I've known for all these years. But I'm aware that certain things have happened. For example, he used to have a signature and now he's got an autograph. And it looks the same to me, but apparently it's not because there's now a monetary value placed on it. And I'd like to do a little experiment in the nature of fame. And so I took a pound note in Scotland. They still had one pound notes then. And I said, this is a pound note. And I asked Eddie to sign it. Sign this for me. And he signed it. And I said to the audience, okay, so now we've got a one pound note and with Eddie's autograph, in inverted commas, autograph here. Now, if anybody would like to make a bid for this and you can buy it, and it does actually have a monetary value. If you could go to an autograph shop and it would, or you might want to keep it for uh, emotionally or, or, you know, to have a little story, or, but it's yours and if you buy it. And so I started a little bidding war, you know, and I got people to bid one pound, two pound, three pound, four pound. And of course, there's lots of play with this, you know, because Eddie's there talking and saying, come on, it's worth more than that. And, and anyway, but we were amazed. I was amazed. We I'm sure we were both amazed just how quickly the money went up because it's an improvisation. You don't know where it's going. It's a gag. It's a gag. And it's let's see where this goes. But I'm never going to step out of the gag. I'm always going to find somewhere to go with it. And Well, you're committed to it once you've started it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have to see where it goes. So eventually the guy's saying like 50 pounds. And then you start going, this is, feels like it's getting serious now, you know. 
And so I said to the guy, so you know this is just a pound note. You know you're buying a pound note. I don't want you to have have remorse. I don't want you to feel, because I know you're in this situation. Because one of the things I've always done in shows is to kind of deconstruct what's happening, is to talk about we're here on the street watching this and now you feel awkward because everybody's looking at you and now you might feel like you want to show you've got money to afford to do but I don't you and so anyway so I would deconstruct the whole thing eventually he said no I want to buy it for 50 pounds I says anybody want to bid any more than 50 pounds going going gone 50 pounds and everybody claps and he comes out and he shakes Eddie's hand and he gets the video maybe there's a photograph taken I can't remember and he and he goes back to his seat happy 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 and I say, everything's good now? You feel happy with this? He says, yeah, it's great. And he puts it in his wallet and he's all happy. He's stood in there. So I take the £50 note he'd given me and I say to Eddie, Eddie, sign this. <laughs> Eddie now signed the £50 note, which he gave to me. <laughs> and now suddenly this guy, it all changes for him. He's now going, that, wait a minute, that's my £50. Because a second ago he'd paid for it and he's all happy. But now I'm taking his £50 note and I'm going to, so I, I'm saying to the audience now, this is a different scenario now. This is a 50 pound note, so it has a monetary value of 50, 50 pounds. pounds. So the, the bidding has to start at 50 pounds, <laughs> even if you. <laughs> so it was interesting to see this guy going, wait a minute, wait a minute. A minute ago, I was the star of the show and I was happy and I gave the money and everyone's clapping me. And, and now someone's taking my money. So we started the bidding and the bidding would go up. And then I sort of stopped it and said, wait a minute. It's not fair. This is not fair on this guy because, you know, I can see you're unhappy, sir, that I'm, but I don't want to sell the money. But you know what? If anybody has got a good reason why I should give you this, you can have it. If anyone's got a good reason, a good story to tell or a reason why you should have it, then you can have it. And it's great. And it engenders people to go, oh, oh, oh. And so people, and and you get material out of it. You get laughs. If You you know, either they say something funny or they say something stupid or whatever. And this was all created out of a one pound note to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did this like five, six shows. So I can't remember. It happened differently every time. But the one I remember is one lovely young girl said, me, 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 me. I should have it. I should have it. Right. And I said, why? Why should you have it? And it's great because now they're not looking at us. They're looking at somebody in the crowd, you know. So this girl said, me, 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 I should have it. And I said, why? Why should you have it? And she said, well, two reasons. You know, I'm a fan of Eddie's. And two, I'm a student. And I'm in a a crappy production of Macbeth up here. And, uh, you know, Edinburgh Festival's got thousands of shows on. And it's 11 in the morning and nobody turns up and I'm depressed. And... And I said, well, this, look, this, there's hundreds of people here. T- tell us about your show. Publicize your event. Where is it? Where? And so she said, oh, it's venue 12 and this and that. And I said, yeah, but you've got to sell it. There's thousands of shows. Why should we come and see your show? And she said, kind of trying to find a reason. Uh, I get naked in the show. And I said, well, that's a fine reason. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and I can't remember. She certainly didn't get naked. I think she kind of showed us her bra or something, and it was enough for people to go, and so I gave her the money. So it's just really interesting to see this guy go from, I'm happy and I'm the star of the show and everybody likes me, to what are they doing with my money, and why has this girl just got my 50 pounds? She's got a better thing than I have, because I've only got his autograph on a one pound note. She's got his autograph on a 50 pound note, and she's got 50 pounds. We didn't do every show, but I think on the last few shows, we decided, okay, so if a one-pound note is worth 50 pounds with his autograph on and a 50-pound note 
is given away freely. What will happen if Eddie autographs me? So I took my shirt off and he did a huge autograph across my chest. And we then set about auctioning me. And I was saying, you have to understand, you have got me, but it's, you know, for a limited amount of time, we'll say a day, let's say a day, you can have me for a day and do with me what you will. And it was very interesting because nobody wants to bid at first because it's, what am I buying a person? This is nonsense, you know. But then there is something fantastic about the inbuilt theatricality of auctioning something off. And I've done it a few times over the years, uh, different scenarios, because it's got an inbuilt climax when eventually you go going, going, gone. And there's so much material you can get from who's bidding and how much they're bidding and why they're bidding. So I'm standing there shirtless with a big autograph across my chest. And I remember there was a, <laughs> there was a woman and she was like, I don't know, not old, old, but not young. Like, you know, she was like 60 or something. And started bidding quite ferociously five pounds and somebody would say six pounds and they came and she got 12 pounds and it was very funny and so i'm playing with the fact i don't want this woman to buy me because she's gonna tie me up and put me under the stairs and never see light again and then people got into that thing i said please don't let this woman buy me please i'll give you the money back later just don't let this woman buy me because she's frightening me and uh, eventually i was bought by a beautiful Norwegian girl, and I forget how much I went for now, but uh, I was worth every penny. And, uh, <laughs> and and it was great because so then we did the show, and we were doing like about two and a half hours. We were doing one till half past three because it was just very free. It's very free, and nobody was going to go anywhere because Eddie's there, and they, he's a famous person, and they want to see what he's doing. And anyway. So at the end of the show, of course, there's a weird thing of having to ask for money because we kept saying, look, the reason why we're doing this is just it's the spirit of the fringe because we wanted to do this and because we just thought it would be interesting. And, and, you know, but the tradition on the street is at the end of the show, you ask for money. But Eddie's standing there as a millionaire, you know, kind of uh, uh, it's a bit weird. So he was kind of saying, we've got to ask for money, but I'm, I'm fine, actually, for money. I don't know. And I was saying, I, I'll take the money. <laughs> you would give, so give it to me. And um, so we finished the show and this lovely Norwegian woman was there. Because as you know, I'm very different off stage and on stage. And uh, when I'm on, I'm big and funny and all that and as soon as it finishes it's over for me I did the last thing I want to do is talk to members of the audience because I can see the disappointment in their eyes because they're expecting me to be funny and and I'm just tired and sweaty and and so this girl stayed and I kind of went over and said listen don't feel any obligation to you know because it was just uh, an idea and it was just an improvisation and uh, and she was like no no do you want to do something do you want to and I, I said yeah let's go for a drink and we went for a sort of picnic in the park and then um we ended up sort of spending the night together did she want pictures of that autograph because you had been autographed <laughs> this is the weird thing of course is that when time comes to actually go to bed you get naked and you realize i've got the name of my friend written all over my <laughs> So you can never truly get naked, because you're covered with Eddie Izzard. Yeah. She got to sleep with both of you in a strange kind of way then. In a strange, very wrong way she did. Stories from the Pitch is produced by the Busker Hall of Fame and is made possible through the efforts of a Cracker Jack team of dedicated individuals who share a passion for the recording, editing, and presenting of these stories. 
This episode is proudly sponsored by Ideality.com, the dream brokerage that's helped turn aspirations into realities for 20 years. They're Texas-grown and Austin-based and ready to help you live your dreams. To find out more about their services, visit Ideality.com online, and huge thanks to them for sponsoring this project. Music for this episode came from Tim Sars and the Carnival Band from Vancouver. Links to both Tim's work and the Carnival Band are posted in the notes section of this episode on the Busker Hall of Fame website. Got a story to tell? Something you think we could improve? News you'd like us to include in one of our mailouts? Or perhaps you're interested in becoming a sponsor of an upcoming episode? If so, drop me a line at cbg at buskerhalloffame.com. Fancy checking out some photos that were captured when this story took place? Photographer Andrew Brown has a slew of shots, including one of John getting autographed by Eddie on his blog. Links to Andrew's site will be posted in this episode's notes on the Busker Hall of Fame website. On behalf of myself, co-producer Lindsay Lindbergh, and the rest of the staff of the Busker Hall of Fame, we hope this finds you well. And as you perform for audiences around the world, please remember to use your superpowers for good. I'm David Aiken, the Checkerboard Guy. Thanks for listening.